Welcome to series four of I Am, I Have. I'm Lucy Donoghue and this podcast is brought to you by Happiful Magazine, Counseling Directory and the Happiful app, which allows you to find mental health support and read the magazine on the go for free. Through I Am, I Have, we'll meet with some wonderful people and find out more about who they are and the passions that shape their lives, as well as their reflections on their own mental health and well-being. Today, we're joined by Dr. Radha Modgill, who shares how she is still learning and a stubborn believer in the power of clarity, choice, and change. I am here with you as a human being, and we're in this together learning, and we're in this together trying to work out what might help all of us. I can't thank Dr. Radha enough for taking the time to talk to us. She's such a joy to chat with. We hope you'll enjoy this episode and if you do, please share your thoughts using the hashtag I am, I have and we'd love it if you could rate and leave us a review if you like what you hear. It helps others to find us and we read every comment you post. Today on I Am, I Have, we're joined by the wonderful Dr. Radha Modgill. Dr. Radha is a practicing NHS GP, broadcaster and campaigner for well-being. Welcome Dr. Radha. Oh, it's such a delight to be here. I'm a huge fan of Happy Fall. Thank you so much for having me. How lovely is that? And we've just had a great chat uh, before we started recording (laughs) about what we've been doing to keep ourselves well. And we may talk about this a bit more later on, but it did include looking at pictures of dogs and (laughs) (laughs) yes it definitely did any animal basically (laughs) and various other things to keep ourselves feeling happy while we're stuck indoors but we will come to that uh, a bit later on but first of all I would love you to introduce yourself in your own words if that's okay yeah so I'm obviously a GP a medical doctor Um, I also broadcast and present and I've been sort of doing that for about the last 12 years or so and I've got a real passion for mental health emotional well-being um but also just generally around change I think so yeah I I write things I um speak things and I I do things basically anything that's positive and anything that can really help us all feel like we're a bit more connected and that we're not quite on our own as well and that's such a modest description of what you do. You've been working on the BBC One Life Hacks podcast for a long time. I know that's just come to an end, sadly. But there's an amazing back catalogue of, of episodes for people to listen to. And you also write for the I newspaper as well. Do you enjoy this plethora of, of different things you're doing? And how do you have time for it all? Yeah, <laughs> I absolutely love it and I'm really grateful for it. And it's interesting, isn't it, how sometimes we don't even know ourselves. So if you'd asked me maybe about sort of um ten years ago or even five years ago, I would have said, Oh no, I definitely like a routine and I want to know where I am. And you know, ten years ago I thought I'd love to be in one kind of office with a pot plant and to know exactly what was gonna happen in that day. But actually through my choices weirdly you know I have reflected you know quite a lot of times actually that's not who I am at all so sometimes the person we think we are and what we want is actually not in line with the choices we're making which is really interesting because a lot of the time I think we're told by other people who we are and what we should want um but yeah I love the variety I love it for many reasons I've got a very kind of active brain um so I like being challenged I love meeting people I love finding out what people are doing in their jobs and their work and their stories and I just yeah I love the dynamic nature of it really so um everything that I do really complements each other so they are all quite aligned but I think they're just using 
the same skills in different ways but I also love coming up with ideas because I'm quite childlike and uh, I love using my imagination so the the media stuff really helps my creative side I think as well kind of get his chance to play. Absolutely and you've got some wonderful initiatives going on. Um, a couple, one is the Sock of Destiny which is an interview you do regularly, <laughs> the 2020 questions which is wonderful but also you've just started something called Hashtag Not Alone. Can you tell us a bit more about Not Alone? Yeah, so I set this up really. I, I, I was thinking about it for a long time, probably April, May, I was thinking about it. And I really just felt like everyone needed a space to get away from all the challenge this year, to feel connected, to feel like they weren't on their own. I think a big part of mental and emotional well-being is feeling like we're not on our own when we're feeling something or we're going through something. So I thought about it in May, came up with, I created my little GIF, <laughs> homemade GIF, like you do. And then I thought, you know what, now is not the right time because actually, you know, May and June, July, et cetera, everyone wanted to get away from the whole topic of coronavirus. Understandably, they needed a break, they needed some respite. So I thought, you know what, in the autumn, it's going to be a difficult autumn, it's going to be a difficult winter and I'm going to launch it then. So really what it is, it's an Instagram live and a Twitter live every Sunday night for 15 minutes and we had to do a little bit of breathing, a little bit of meditation, a little bit of relaxation and reflection but then I chat about a particular topic for that week so it might be sadness, it might be fear or anxiety, um, it might be uncertainty um, and I just give a few little hints and tips. I really want people to feel like they're in a groove people are there with them and all the individuals are like little lights lighting up and they're feeling the same thing and they're sending each other support and it's really just a space for people to feel literally like it says on the on the label on the tin like they're not alone because we are not alone we're all feeling and going through very similar um, things in a different way but at the base of it all we are all very very similar and it's a beautiful concept and it's a beautiful initiative. And I think Sunday nights, we've certainly seen through Happiful and Counselling Directory, Sunday nights can sometimes be the time when people feel quite challenged. Weekends can feel very long if, if you are self-isolating or um, just simply on your own in the house. So I think Sunday is a, a great day to do that. And also I watched one recently about sadness. And what I really liked was the fact that you talked about appropriate emotions and the fact that we quite often tell ourselves that we, we shouldn't, that's a terrible word, you know, we shouldn't be feeling this, we shouldn't be sad, we shouldn't be crying. And, and what you make really clear is that everything comes around for a reason and that's okay. Mm, absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the big obstacles, isn't it, that we when we feel a difficult or a challenging emotion and, and those emotions are challenging, none of us want to feel them, but they are, they are there. So if we can see it as something which is trying to tell us something, or maybe even something that's trying to help us reach out for support and we work with it rather than against it, actually we get out the other side of it, perhaps a lot quicker, a lot easier, but definitely learning a lot more about ourselves. So I think, um, I think that's a lesson that we're all learning. I'm still learning that myself as well, you know, because we'd rather, we'd rather have the nicer emotions, but actually every emotion has a purpose and our ability to sit back and say, okay, what is this telling me? Why has this come up? And what does that mean now that I need to do to help myself or to ask for support? I think that's a really helpful way of framing things, but it's not just helpful. It is actually the truth as well. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah it really is just taking time to question um and not bat it away and make yourself busy or or mm. numb yourself out with something else you know think about that and i would i would highly recommend that people come over to your instagram account or, or twitter account and check that out because it's brilliant and it leads really neatly as well onto our first i am which is you said i am learning just like you tell us more about learning yeah so i'm a big believer that we can learn from every single person that we meet we can learn from every single thing that happens to us um all that we do and i think in a way i didn't really want to believe that when i was younger it's like oh no can't i just get the answer and then it's all done <laughs> it's all finished it's all, i know everything and everything will be fine but once i accepted that actually that's not the case that we are constantly learning if we are open to learning then actually it's a, it's a really great way of approaching life because it means that we are coming from attitude of, okay, I don't know the answers. I won't get everything right. And that then takes the pressure off ourselves to actually be open to seeing the lessons, to understand the lessons, and then to actually take a step forward. The worst thing in the world, I think, is um, having the same kind of experience or pattern happening to you over and over again <laughs> and not learning from it. Because you're like, hang on a minute. If I need to go through something difficult, I at least want to get something out of it, which is that I won't necessarily do that again. So yeah. <laughs> I kind of see in that frame. Um, so I think learning is really important. I also think learning is part of a very important um, quality of humility and um, being humble enough to say, and we all can say this absolutely that we don't know everything and we don't and I think that is also really helpful for us to be able to empathize with other people be able to try and put ourselves in other people's shoes and that's the base of respect and tolerance and all the things that we want to see more of in the world at the moment and also I mean learning you know, learning we sometimes associate that with like being at school and tests and exams and, and miserable things but actually <laughs> learning can be fun too because you're, you know, you're absorbing knowledge, you're interested, you're curious, that kind of gives you energy when you learn and you adapt and you change and you evolve. So it's also quite exciting. And the last bit I put in that as well was just like you. And I think that's really important too, because I think um, sometimes when I've gone for different um, media interviews or screen tests, occasionally I've had the comment of, you need to be more authoritative. And I always come back as saying, actually, my authenticity is my authority, i.e. that I am here with you as a human being and we're in this together learning and we're in this together trying to work out what might help all of us. So I think that just like you, is important for all of us to remember and realise that actually when we're going through something, someone else might be too. And so how can we help and support each other rather than being divided or separate? Because that separation then basically leads us down the path of isolation, not asking for support or on the converse, not actually giving support as well. And it's fantastic that you're able to identify that and say, you know, I am learning just like you and I'm, I'm not going to change the way I present myself to fit into a stereotype of somebody who is a doctor um because i'm learning at the same time and i can imagine 2020 has been a massive learning curve for you as a both a broadcaster and a doctor because everybody thinks that that medical professionals will have all of the answers but you're experiencing this for the first time just like everybody else absolutely and i, I think that's actually a really healthy thing as well i think um it's important to recognize when people have different expertise but it's also important to realize that they are 
they are human too and that we don't have all the answers and actually although that's an uncomfortable thing to sit with that actually that it's better to be sort of truthful and honest about that so people know where they stand and actually people then can work around that so I think it's been a really interesting year for that definitely I also think it's been a really interesting year um for for me as well because I think I've sort of finally given up not totally the fear of kind of judgment but I've definitely brought more of myself and my personality to my broadcasting and to my social media um and I think that came from a place of like everyone's feeling these things what can I do to help or what can I do to get some tips and advice out of there and I think when we are all feeling this stuff there is a power in that and there is an opportunity for everyone to be like okay let's all be more honest and open and let's all help each other and I think this year has been really instrumental in that as well that we people all of us I think feel like we're able more to open up and say how we really are whereas before it's been a phrase you know how are you now I think I'm hoping that there is more meaning to that question this year as well I think that's a huge point because it's a collective experience so everybody will be impacted in some way so like you say it's it's more possible to open up and say this has impacted me by this has changed my life by we all have something we can refer to and I can't remember who said it but it 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 was the it was the phrase that we're we're all on the same sea but we're in different boats we're in different size boats we're going in different directions but there is that kind of collective or that shared experience of something we've never experienced before so hopefully people will be more open to having those conversations so leading on from that what do you think are the biggest lessons you've taken from 2020 personally so far this year? I think it's the biggest learning for me has been around my ability to use kind of tools day to day in the moment to help myself. Um, I haven't always managed, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Some days I've just had a bit of a a bit of a cry, which is a tool in itself and gone back to bed. But um, I think I've become a lot more aware of my my power or the power that I have to do things that might help me feel a bit better and um wanting to do those things and I, I know it's different for different people and some days we can't do that but I think a lot of the power lies in our in our seeing that we matter that we are valuable um that we want to care about ourselves and once we realize that then we can then open up into the different tools and strategies of of using that for our mental health and our emotional well-being and I think the lesson really is that a mental and emotional health are a, their daily habit you, you can't you can't get good mental and emotional well-being without daily habits and you've you've talked before about that kind of well-being toolkit that daily well-being toolkit that we all need what what's in your toolkit what's the key things in your toolkit <laughs> good question um so exercise definitely for me um whether or not that is listening to like really loud aggressive music <laughs> to get some nice. of my stress out or whether or not it's listening to really powerful music like like Florence and Machine for example I was listening to her the other day for a cycle and there's something so beautiful about her voice and um when I was cycling I just felt really sad and I just started crying while I was cycling I could still see where I was going but um you know exercise music in terms of just letting those emotions out yeah, release. Um, 
yeah and hearing lyrics which really resonate with how you're feeling at that moment I think is really helpful so exercise and music definitely and um also comedy for me so um the ability to sort of just to have a bit of escapism and to have a laugh or a giggle to watch something funny or or even you know just to really to try and find the joy um, where we can I think trying to make the most of the simple things as well that's so important having a good belly laugh when you yeah. can as well <laughs> yeah. laughter is something that shouldn't be underestimated and also escaping into a television program or a podcast that makes you laugh is is a great thing to do and I talked about it briefly at the beginning but do you want to share your um your tip on an outlook that you can you can find we were talking earlier on about dogs and zoos oh um, yes <laughs> and, and I thought this is great and I can't wait to look it up Oh, so basically, so towards the beginning of kind of lockdown, I was thinking, what I was at my desk a lot on the computer, like a lot of people were, and I was thinking, what can I do to kind of have a little bit of a break, even though I'm in the same environment? So I um, looked up different websites, and I basically either would have um, a wonderful San Diego Zoo um, with their animals on a live stream on, on the screen behind my laptop screen, which would be full of penguins or giraffes, which are really calming. But I also found something called Window Swap which is amazing, which one of my friends told me about, where different people across the world submit their view from their window. So it could be that you're in America one day looking out some window. You could be in, um, in Seoul. You could be in France. Um, so, and you can basically just keep swapping the windows. And they're really beautiful because they're not, some of them are kind of big and grand, you know, and kind of got huge like sunsets and things like that and very grandiose but actually the ones that I love are those really intimate kind of windows of like home you know the kind of homely garden or the homely um look out onto the street where you can see people walking by and I became obsessed because I haven't got a dog or a cat unfortunately but I became obsessed with finding one with a lovely dog or cat in it <laughs> so I found this beautiful dog who's lying on someone's bed with this camera and I and they just I, they just sat with me basically all day so I felt like they were actually I'd adopted this lovely dog and looking at this beautiful dog just kind of occasionally getting up and stretching and then going back to sleep just really helped we relax <laughs> I I honestly love it that's why I keep on going on about it I just think there is something so joyful about that but also it's not a huge thing you have to do is it it's it's something you can do from your laptop which a lot of us are at most days or our computers and it just gives you that kind of moment of joy and a different perspective so I'm going to be looking that up straight away when we <laughs> finish also, also easy. I think actually in a way going back to like not alone I think it also reflects that as well is that sometimes mm -hmm. you sit in your room or you sit in your home and you think oh I'm sure everyone else is doing this that the other or or they their homes look like this that the other and you know that kind of sense of comparison and I think when you look at this window swap you're like do you know what how lovely to see you know someone else's bedroom or living room or their garden view it's kind of a bit like mine or it's quite different but it has that intimacy and I think in a way weirdly it does help you also feel like you're not on your own and actually there are people all over the world going through some of the same things that we're going through and probably also looking on window swap as well yeah I can imagine I, can <laughs> I actually imagine. found someone watching Downton Abbey as well Did you? <laughs> just so bizarre yeah I didn't see the person but they just had their tv and I could recognize Downton Abbey on it I mean I love it that kind of you know just going into other people's lives just momentarily to see what they're seeing so um that is definitely a lesson I'm going to take from today and I will be looking 
immediately after the <laughs> podcast. And going from learning to unlearning, which is your next I am, you said I am unlearning. Mm, yeah, I suppose the, the, they maybe the first and second seem to contradict, but in a way they kind of don't because I think a lot of us think that we have to learn all these things to be a better person, to understand ourselves, to do this, to do that. But actually a lot of the things that get in our way of being the person we want to be are actually things that we've learnt as we've grown up, messaging that we've had from society or from family or from different people. So instead of actually learning who we are, sometimes we have to unlearn and take away some of the beliefs and ideas that have been told to us about us mm. to recognize actually who we are. So it's, it's two sides of the same coin. We have to learn, but we also have to unlearn perhaps the things that aren't necessarily true about us. And also the, the messages that society can give us about what you have to do to be successful, what your life should look like, what you should do by a certain age and this, that and the other. Mm. We have to unlearn the conditioning, I think as well. That is really interesting because that conditioning comes from all sides, doesn't it? Not, not only our, our families, perhaps, but um, media and magazines and others' expectations. Um, certainly things like diet culture when I was growing up was much more prevalent in the, the magazines that I was reading. Mm. Um, and it is un- interesting, that process of unlearning. Are there particular elements of your learning that you've looked to unpick I think one big one for me is um to to have unpicked the sort the fact that I don't have to follow a template life Mm. so um when I was kind of younger I used to look around it and go oh you know my life doesn't look like that or my life doesn't look like that and what I should be doing at this age and that age and blah 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 and then one of my friends once said to me she's she's like Rada maybe it's not supposed to and I was like Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So that whole thing about, you know, cookie cutter life or a templated life, I think really important to stand in your truth, in your belief, in your path, in who you are, in in what matters to you, and very much unpick the fact that perhaps people around you or all the the wider society is, is giving you messaging that you shouldn't be how you are I think it's really important to unpick that and say stand in your own power about who you are and what you want to be and where your life is going and I think that's something that I have learned and I'm still learning (laughs) I think we're all still learning that and and I love it that your friend said that to you because funnily enough I had a friend in an old job who said something very similar to me um, that stayed with me and she just used the words is that true when I was talking about I was very stuck in a situation and I didn't feel like I could move on before securing something else um, but I was very unhappy and I was telling her the steps that I needed to go through to change and she said is that true and that night on the way home I just it really resonated with me mm-hmm. I was just thinking well is That's it a great true question. is there another way I could do it why do I think I need to do it that way mm-hmm. um, and that was probably about four years ago now and I still to this day use that as a kind of litmus test is that true if I'm mm-hmm. if I'm ruminating on something I just think it's a good question to ask I think when a bit of advice lands with you really clearly it's not necessarily that the person who's giving the advice has given great advice it's actually that it's it's touched on something in you and you've heard it 
and it's the right time for you to hear it as well because we we sometimes wish we'd learned things a long time ago but actually it's only in that moment that we're ready to listen and then to learn and that's for a reason I think. Oh, I agree with that so much and if people are thinking about challenging their own beliefs are there any kind of hints you could give them or or is it just about kind of getting to know yourself a bit more perhaps um, really thinking about what you want intuition is kind of is, is a bit of a vague word but I yeah. think listening to your gut and your intuition is really helpful I think also listen to your feelings because if you're in a position or a situation where you're not feeling happy or you're not feeling um, like it's good for you listen to that feeling listen to that it's there for a reason um, don't I'm not talking about making a snap judgment or a snap reaction in one minute I'm talking about slowly but surely over a period of time thinking I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not happy here what is this telling me because it's only when we feel unhappy and we feel the contrast that actually we know what we need to do to find that happiness or to feel better so listen to your intuition I think also great bit of advice is to remember that actually um, the people who are giving you advice or telling you how you should be living your life um, they're not living your life they're not going to be there in a year's time necessarily or two years or 10 years you are so actually instead of trying to be responsible and answer to them answer to yourself I think that's really important and the last bit I would probably say is follow your joy and that sounds really like <laughs> shiny not at and, all, not at all. But, actually, but actually um I think your where your joy is that's the path that you need to go in and I remember making some career decisions probably now about um almost about 10 11 years ago and all lots of my friends and lots of colleagues were saying to me oh what are you doing can't you just do one thing can't you just settle down in this that, and the other you know and I, and I at the time listened to them and I thought oh maybe there is something wrong with me maybe I'm not making the right decision and it's the same people now who are saying to me oh you do some really interesting work how did you get into it so what that's taught me is is that trust your own decision making and even if it doesn't work out how you wished it had it was still the right decision at the time and you'll work through that but but remember that you're judgment and your decision making is coming if you tune in and listen to your intuition it's coming from a place that's true for you and that truth is not the same for anyone else or any other person who's telling you what they think you should be doing that's an absolutely great piece of advice it is and as you say those, those people aren't you they may be wanting the best for you but the person who knows the most is yourself so mm. um that that's really great and your next I am, I love, is I am a stubborn believer in the power of clarity, choice and change. <laughs> Tell us more. That's a long the, one, isn't it? I love the stubborn bit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I am stubborn. And, and sometimes that's a... So the word stubborn is often associated with negative things, isn't it? someone who won't budge. Sometimes it can be that if I'm not necessarily listening. If, if life is sort of telling me, listen, Rada, this might be what you want to do, but it's really not for you. Sometimes that can be a little bit of a, a thing that I have to give up. But, but generally, I think actually stubbornness, the way I use it, is more about determination and um, the belief that I kind of won't give up or something is, is important and I'll continue with it. And I am stubborn about um, helping people or realising, all of us realising that there are three elements 
to sort of making something different if you want to change something so that is about clarity so it's getting clear about what is the problem what is the thing that you want to change getting really clear and specific about that what is it because sometimes that can be quite a general feeling that something's not quite right but we don't know what it is so getting clear first of all um, and then the ability to choose and our ability to choose is one of the only things really that we're in control of um, which sometimes can sound depressing, but actually it's very powerful. So mm. actually it's, it's good news <laughs> because yeah. our choices define our life. So that power to make a choice um, and to choose what you want for yourself and to choose that you matter and you, you are valuable. And then the third one is change. And that is all about the action. Um, so it's about actually putting in place those steps to bring something different about in your life. And I think looking at, any kind of if you're somewhere and you want to get to somewhere else I think that bridge is those three components it's that clarity choice and then it's the change I think that's a lovely kind of bridge into from one state or one point of view in, into another it really is especially if you're stuck to, to think about those three steps um, and it's recently we've recently done a survey around stress with Happiful subscribers and there is a lot of stress at the moment around uncertainty, which I know is something you talk about. Uncertainty and what the future holds and, and certain feelings around work or perhaps situations. And I think that method of really being clear around what element of your life is causing you stress, because it can feel overwhelming, can't it, sometimes, especially with coronavirus, the news. And I know you you recently spoke about kind of switching off the news if if not not keeping it going all the time. But when there's so much noise, it can feel so overwhelming, don't you think? Oh, totally. And I, you know, I've had to look at how I consume the news and when I consume it and all the rest of it. And I think you know, we absorb things and we absorb kind of fear. And um, I think, you know, there's a place for knowing the facts and information and we all have to know that. But then there's also a place to say, okay, I know now what the facts are. I know what I have to do. I know what I can do to reduce the risk. And now I need to also nurture the parts of me that need some safety, some reassurance, some escapism, some joy, because we're, we're not just one component. And um, I think that's so, so important. And yeah, just, just turning turning the noise down turning everything down sometimes is probably a good a good tip in general you know I think especially over the over the winter you know it's a time when we tend to automatically go a bit more internal and we tend to kind of hibernate a little bit more um so just again I think if we're going to do that then it's really important to listen to what we need in that moment um and to try and give ourselves that because it is a very very hard time at the moment yeah, it is. But I, I love your three C's. And I think getting that clarity, making the choices that are right for you, and then moving towards change is a good pathway, isn't it, for, for most situations that you might be encountering. So I love that you're stubborn about that. And you're a stubborn <laughs> yeah, believer. Stubborn, and I, yeah. I love that you've shared it with us because, um, <laughs> because sometimes we, we just need a process when we're feeling yes. overwhelmed too and I think it's important as well to say that that process might be long I'm also a little bit impatient I can be a little bit impatient um <laughs> but um at least I know that um but you know that that process that bridge of those three things can be long it won't happen overnight but as long as you're going over that bridge you're going in the right direction and it will happen so I think staying on that and knowing it will happen is really really important too 
Thank you. And that's, that's a great one for the toolkit, I think. And we'll make sure that this is in the show notes. And also there'll be an article on happyful.com that summarizes everything we've spoken about and the great tips that you've given us. So thank you for that. And we're going to move on to your I have, which is I have hope and will never give that up. Tell us more. Yes. So this is something I believe in fundamentally. Um, you, sometimes we frame hope as being unrealistic or just kind of you know, hope is just positive thinking. You know, what's the point of being hopeful? Come on, get real. I actually frame hope as being a really helpful daily tool mm. because hope gets us out of bed. It takes us through challenge. Um, it motivates us, but it's also the thing that helps us find solutions and helps us find a way forward um, and helps us see that there is something else that's possible. And all of those elements are absolutely fundamental to us wanting to be here, to, to interact with other people in society, to be ourselves, to give to other people, to make an impact on the people around us. So I sometimes get a little bit angry and people are like, oh, what are you talking about hope for? What are you talking about kindness for? <laughs> you know, they're all soft skills, like, you know, but I, 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 I don't believe that. I just think that, you know, without hope, what have we got? And so no matter what is happening or whatever challenge you get, and again, you know, we can't always feel hopeful, you know, and that's the time when we need to tell someone, we need to reach out and ask for support, and that's okay too. But I think, you know, if it's hard to find hope, it's helpful, I think, to think about, well, what happens if I lose hope? And actually, that's a situation that we don't want to get into. We don't really want to be in that, in that position. So even though it's hard, I think we have to dig deep for hope and we have to find the small things to be hopeful for. Um, and I, that's why I'll never give it up, because I think it's a, it's a life-saving skill. And if you, can, if you know someone who's struggling as well, um, who can't find that hope then actually that is a life-saving skill if you manage to help them see or open up to the possibility of hope so it really really matters and I went a bit quiet then because I'd never thought about hope in that context I'd never thought about it as a daily a daily belief and what what helps us get through every single situation and it applies to so many situations and as you said the opposite of hope is is very tough to think about and we've all had a very very tough this year this year and I think there is a collective hope um, that 2021 will be easier we also know from some of the statistics um, that have been publicized recently that that people are struggling absolutely struggling with what's happening this year so being hopeful and also extending that kindness to spot or talk to people who are running low on hope I think is is so important it is it's I mean you know people say like what is hope well hope is is having the belief or at least being able to see that something can or might get better and so actually it's not it's not a sort of um a definitive outcome that you have to give people say here you go everything's better (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. you can see it now hope is it's a lot softer than that and actually therefore it should be easier for us to to give to other people so do you know what it is hard for you but I'm here and I know that things will be okay because I can help you through that period until they are and I think often you know that time that space when someone's feeling very low in terms of hope if you can just do that if you can just show them a bit of kindness and say there you know help them see there is a possibility this can get better that can save lives so I think it's something which 
is just so important and it's something which we can easily give with kindness and time and listening and I think that's all something that's something we all have to give as well kindness time and listening three things that we we will never run out of we all have 24 hours in a day we can all listen there are there are tips across the internet there's there's the information that you give about listening and how to be a good listener and we have that on Happyful too so please do check that out and I'm really thankful um, that that was your I have because you certainly made me think about hope in a different way and it's a really important thing for us all to have right now and always mm. um, but especially right now is to to spot when hope is dwindling and reach out with that kindness so thank you My pleasure we're going to finish with the question that we ask everyone which is if you could meet yourself in 10 years time what do you hope she would say to you <laughs> such a good question um they'd probably say stop looking on window swap <laughs> no 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 i don't think they would, <laughs> I, think they would. <laughs> I think um they would probably say i told you so yeah and and in the context of um I told you it'd be all right. I told you that you'd be all right. Um, so why didn't you listen to me? <laughs> and and does the 10 year in the future, Dr. Rada, have a plethora of dogs? And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. They've got like oh, about a hundred. But, but yeah, you know what? I think, I think we sometimes, I think trust, I think it's hard, it's hard, it's hard, especially at the moment to trust that things will be all right or to trust that things will work out and you know and to keep trying to convince yourself that it'll be okay but I think you know for a lot of us it would be helpful if we could just try to say to ourselves and reassure ourselves and talk to ourselves and be kind to ourselves when we're having a moment of fear about the future to say you know what to ourselves I'm here for you and I'm going to help you through it and I think if we can I often think that a lot of the love songs that we hear the beautiful songs about love on the radio that we always imagine to be about you know from one person to another I often think that actually those songs really should be from ourselves to ourselves and those lyrics we should think about saying to ourselves as well there's a lovely tweet actually that someone put out saying um write a love story in four words and a lot of the tweets underneath are all about you know um two people so I wrote I realized I matter and people are like oh I never thought about that before <laughs> so we often think about a love story as being you know from ourselves another person but why not again think about it in terms of ourselves as well and that's not being selfish that's actually looking after yourself but also looking after other people because you're in a much better place um, when you do that that's wonderful and a great place to finish this podcast it has been so lovely talking to you can you just share where people can find you yeah so I'm on twitter at dr rada modgill and instagram at dr underscore rada so yeah it'd be lovely to see you there please please do go and check dr rada out if you're not already following her thank you so much oh thank you it's been so lovely thank you Thank you so much for listening to this podcast brought to you by Counseling Directory and Happiful Magazine. As always, please rate, review and share if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to read more about mental health and well-being, visit the App Store and download our Happiful app so you can read our magazine on the go as well as finding out about therapy, well-being and other support in your area. You can find more information about online counselling and therapists at counselling-directory.org.uk. And if you need to speak to someone immediately, 
The Samaritans are available 24 hours a day on 116123. And you can also email joe at samaritans.org. Help is available. This podcast has been produced by Happiful. We hope you'll join us again soon.